CEO. This is one of my favorites. I traveled the banks of the river of Jordan to find where it flows to the sea. I looked in the eyes of the cold and the hungry and I saw that I was looking at me. And I wanted to know if life had a purpose and what it all means in the end. Hello and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the president's recent statement on the Paris Climate Accords and also a little bit about Hindu philosophy and basically why it's not smart to let the dog poop in the apartment. I posted on Thursday, uh, on a scale from good grief to falling down, uh, where we land on Trump pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. And to be honest, at first I really vacillated, right? At first it was good grief, because he really just has no idea how the government works, how international politics work, how science works. And that's just, you know, dumb. He said on Thursday, I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris, a city, by the way, that didn't vote for him and also disagrees with this decision. But what is blowing my mind and what gets me into falling down territory is that Trump thinks that we are different than them, that what happens in Paris doesn't impact Pittsburgh. It's frankly just not the way the world works. It's fine if the president doesn't get the psychoenergetic or metaphysical idea that all beings are one, are united, and are not different. Well, I understand that. That can be a tough idea to wrap your head around. But the man has taken an airplane before. He knows that the sky is not different over the U.S. than it is over Europe or China, right? He knows that air moves. So if you put bad stuff in the air, that it goes everywhere. Okay. So that aside, pausing for a moment, here comes some philosophy. And this is just one way to think about things, but I think it's a really helpful and fascinating one. Samkhya is the school of Hindu philosophy that is most related to yoga and is influential on other schools of Indian philosophy. And what we're going to talk about now is just a super lightweight and simplistic version of a lot of this stuff. In Samkhya philosophy, there is... Purusha and Prakriti. Purusha, meaning for our purposes, universal consciousness, and Prakriti being material reality. Another way to think of it could be energy and matter. The world we know comes from the union of these two forces or elements, and it's that union which causes suffering. Why? Because we live under the illusion that we are separate that there is matter and energy and that those are two different things. And so therefore all things are separate. And why do we think that? Well, out of that union between Purusha and Prakriti comes, I mean, a lot of things, all the things actually, but first uh, something called Mahabuddhi, which can be described as individual intelligence or discernment. And then Akara, the ego, the idea of an individual self. Ding, 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 ding. Here is where the president gets in trouble. And to be honest, here's where most of us get into trouble. The ego, the idea that I am separate from you. Now, some of that is necessary just to function in life, right? If I'm going to feed myself, I need to know the difference between me and my food. 
right? I need to know like where my mouth starts and the fork starts. As a side note, uh, my dad tells the story about when he was a kid, his mom made and served tongue at the dinner table one night and chewing it. He describes the sensation of not knowing if he was tasting it or it was tasting him. That's an interesting perspective of union and separateness. Yeah. But yes, where do I end and other things begin? Good thing to know if you're going to live in the world. In order to go to work, I need to be able to know where myself ends and where my desk begins. I need to know that the energy and matter in my body is separate from the energy and matter of the subway car so that I know when and how to get on the subway. It's beautiful conceptually to know that my dog and myself are one, but if I'm functioning on a level where I see and feel no difference at all between herself and myself, if we were freely flowing between soul and matter with no discernment of difference, it would make cleaning up dog poop really confusing to say the least. So yes, we need some separation in order to function in our world. The argument I am making though, is that we've gone too far into this idea of separateness so much that in an extreme, it no longer makes sense. We're so into separateness that we've lost sight of our common humanity and even of simple cause and effect. We have the highest incarceration rate of any country right? We are about mm, four something percent of the global population and we house about 22% of the world prison population. If we think we are doing that to other people, we are deluded. We're doing that to us. We are us. We're doing that to ourselves. We keep shooting each other. It's institutionalized at this point. That's why the Black Lives Matter movement matters and why all lives matter is a true statement, but a misguided counter movement. If we think that as long as other people are getting shot in the streets, it's okay, then that is crazy. I don't even know how else to say that or to explain that. I'm trying here to talk about something abstract to most of us, Samkhya philosophy, and then something real and concrete right? American citizens being institutionally shot and incarcerated. Just one example amidst many. In both the abstract sense and the real sense, I'm trying to say we are all connected. Humanity is all one. What we do to one person, we do to ourselves. I mean, Jesus thought that, and there are a ton of people in this country who love that guy. But there are folks who don't believe that to be true, right? They believe in separateness. Their life is built on that separateness. And perhaps no amount of abstracting it out to Hindu philosophy or bringing it back down to the nitty gritty will help. But I'm here to try. So let's say this whole universality thing isn't working for you. Maybe you can wrap your head around some of it, but not all of it. Let's try another approach. Let's get into cause and effect. Before we do that, I want to pause to thank you for listening to Yoga for the Revolution. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast places, which you probably already know. What you might not know is you can rate this puppy. Just go to iTunes and click some stars. 
uh, is it Apple Podcasts now? Sure, let's say that. You can find back episodes there or on yogafortherevolution.org. You can write me an email. There's a contact link on the site or reach out on Facebook at facebook.com slash yogafortherevolution or follow on Twitter at y underscore f underscore t underscore r. Tell me what you think about these things. I am genuinely curious. If you don't believe you are everything, that we are all one energy, then perhaps it's easier to understand that if we are not all one thing, at least understand that we are all connected together. I am separate from my upstairs neighbor, but if he goes night bowling in his apartment, I'm not going to get a good night's sleep, right? That makes some sense. Perhaps my dog and I do not share a soul, arguable, but if I don't ever walk her, she will eventually poop in the house and then I will have to clean that up. That's a connection. That's cause and effect. So what the president is effectively saying by refusing to believe in climate change and by pulling out of the climate accords is that the United States and its attachment to the coal industry is going to go night bowling in the apartment upstairs. What he is saying is that we are ready to poop in the world's apartment. And we see no connection between what we do and the world around us. Zero. Zilch. We are, in fact, so freaking myopic that we think we're going to win something for sticking it to the world in this way, that somehow it is not going to boomerang back at us and we don't end up living in an apartment filled with dog shit. But we would, right? We totally would. It is Purusha in the form of nature's laws and principles that operate in the background to regulate guide, and direct change, evolution, cause and effect. It is Purusha in Hindu concept of existence that breathes life into matter, is the source of all consciousness, one that creates oneness in all life forms, in all of humanity, and the essence of self. Just by the way, I'm taking all of this info from what my teachers have taught me and sources all over the web and in books, but if you want just the basics, start at Wikipedia. Pretty helpful. You can find a rabbit hole to travel down into there. Purusha, according to Hinduism, is why the universe operates. It's dynamic, why it evolves, and why it's not static and unchanging. Right? It is Purusha, that universal principle that governs cause and effect. And some folks, Hindu or not, get this. I am incredibly grateful that there are people out there, some of whom even have power and a ton of money, and that those people are stepping up to say, we're not going to let the dog shit in the house. States and cities are stepping up. Individuals are stepping up. This from the Washington Post. California, New York, and Washington are forming a pact to enact policies to help meet the emissions reductions targets called for under the Paris Agreement. Uh, Former New York mayor and real-life billionaire Bruce Wayne, Michael Bloomberg, said this on Thursday. Americans are not walking away from the Paris Climate Agreement. Just the opposite. We are forging ahead. Mayors, governors, and business leaders from both political parties are signing on to a statement of support that we will submit to the UN. And together, we'll reach the emissions reduction goals that the United States made in Paris in 2015. Bloomberg, along with other philanthropic humans, is making a $15 million contribution to help fund that effort. And I love this quote. Americans will honor and fulfill the Paris Agreement by leading from the bottom up, and there isn't anything Washington can do to stop us. Bam. Mic drop. I mean, yeah, there's 
There's some separateness and ego in that statement, but I love the sentiment. So this is all happening. I like this idea of leading from the bottom up. Let's do more of that. Let's use the ego. Let's harness it. Let's use its power to propel us forward. We can choose which direction we want to go. We can choose. And because we are connected and cause and effect comes into play, that means that we can make some kind of difference. I'm looking at the Union of Concerned Scientists. Their tagline is science for a healthy planet and a safer world. And they have a quick list of 10 personal solutions to global warming. So when we were kids, or maybe a little bit older, recycling became a thing. We became aware that we could turn the faucet off when we're brushing our teeth to save water. In our lifetimes, in my lifetime, the little notes in hotel bathrooms started popping up that said, you know, if you just don't throw your towel on the floor, we'll actually be able to save water and help save the world that way. So let's not forget that this giant political statement that the president is making is one giant political statement, but that we have the power to do all the millions of little things that we all know about already, right? Those like really routine decisions, what to have for dinner, where to shop, how to get to work that seem really small, but can collectively have a big effect. So I'm going to read a quote from the Union of Concerned Scientists website. Americans per capita emissions of heat trapping gases is 21 tons, four times the global average and twice that of other countries with a similar standard of living to our own, like France or Japan. That means we can all make choices that will reduce our global warming impact. And this is the super simple stuff, the car you drive or whether you take public transportation how you insulate your home, buying and using a programmable thermostat. This was interesting. This is just like a constant conversation I have with other humans. Um, During the summer, a setting of 78 degrees Fahrenheit is optimal during the hours you're at home and 85 when you're away during the day. Also separately, as a side note, I looked that up. 85 is perfectly safe for your pets as well. Next point, eat less meat, especially beef. This is a whole other thing. If we really do believe that we are all one, then let's not eat any meat at all. But if you love meat and it's delicious and it makes your life a better place, let's maybe have a separate conversation about it. I'm not necessarily a vegetarian evangelist, but I will read you this from a production standpoint. Food accounts for a sizable portion of our emissions. If you want to make cuts here, your best option is to reduce your consumption of meat, especially beef. That's because a pound of beef is responsible for some 18 times the emissions of a pound of pasta. And who doesn't love pasta? Use power strips from your home office and home entertainment center and then turn them off. Upgrade your refrigerator, air conditioner, especially if they're more than five years old. Not all of us have those um, options and choices. It's expensive to buy a new fridge. You can also get an electricity monitor, change your light bulbs. This one's easy. Wash your clothes in cold water instead of hot water. Dinner! And buy less stuff. That's also an option. You could just recycle and reuse things and not buy new things 
all the time. Go ahead and let your policymakers know you're concerned about global warming because there are governors all across the country who are signing on with New York, California, and Washington. Pittsburgh, for example, is making a similar statement saying, you said this, but we are going to say something else. So if you speak up, your representatives may actually listen to you. We have that opportunity. It can be really tough to watch things moving in a certain direction, especially a direction you do not agree with. The government is a beast. And sometimes I feel like there's nothing we can do, but it's not true. We're all connected. So a bunch of little movements do cause a ripple effect. I'm going to go back for a moment to words inspired by metta meditation. If you want to look into metta meditation, uh, you can go back, I believe it's to episode six, where we walk through a guided metta meditation. But with the idea that we are all connected, I offer this. May all beings be happy. May all beings be safe. May all beings be peaceful and at ease. And until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day. There is only one sea, and it flows through you, and it flows through me.